In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. characters this evening in the hymns and especially in the gospel reading. We have especially underlined for us as we've had since Sunday, Judas. But we also have those who have been with us since Lazarus Saturday and also they're present at the entrance of our Lord into Jerusalem that is, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the chief priests, the scribes. And it is very clear to us in the hymnody that we are encountering in this cast of characters the path of foolishness. It jumped out at me from the very beginning, one of the first hymns that we heard this evening in envy, the priests and scribes cunningly gathered a council against the O Savior, moving Judas to betrayal. He shamelessly went forth and spoke against thee, saying to a transgressing people, What will you give me if I deliver him into your hands? From his condemnations, save us, O Lord. You may be tired of me referencing Proverbs, but I'm going to go back to Proverbs because it really jumped out at me hearing that hymn and then seeing this cast of characters, Judas and all of these, those who should be versed in the law and the scriptures and how utterly blind and foolish they all are. Asking last night, where do you get this authority? Where is this power coming from? This council that Judas goes before what echoed to me was from Proverbs 1, right? You have the admonition, listen to wisdom, listen to your father, listen to your mother, listen to the commandments, because they will give you insight into riddles. They will give insight into mysteries. What is the great mystery? They can't figure out who Jesus is. They don't understand. And then right in front of them, there's lepers being healed. People are being able to walk. Lazarus rises from the dead four days, not just a few moments, four days. They can't figure it out. Why? Because they're foolish. They, they can't see it. Their foolishness is such that they're blind. They cannot see. And the counsel that Judas wants to impress, are they not the voice of the men that we hear in Proverbs 1 that says... <coughs> There's money to be made. Let us go and shed blood. I encourage you to go back and read at least the first three chapters of Proverbs. What do the men enticing the one who's supposed to be listening to wisdom, but instead is listening to fools and the counsel of fools? They said, we're going to swallow this person up into Sheol. We're going to destroy him. What do you see in the Sadducees, the Pharisees? They want to utterly destroy. First, they want to destroy Lazarus. 
They want to swallow him up in shale, our Lord. It is the greed of Judas. It is the desire for power, for honor. And what does the Proverbs, throughout the book of Proverbs, it talks about justice, it talks about truth, it talks about the path of righteousness. And we have before us a cast of characters who should know all of this stuff. But what are all of these woes, scribes, woes, Pharisees, hypocrites, whitewashed tombs? Why? Is it because they wanted to follow the law? No. It's because they would talk and talk and talk and do nothing. What do the Proverbs tell us? Watch what you do with your mouth and do the right things that you're supposed to do. Listen to your father. Listen to your mother. Listen to the church. Listen to, this is me extrapolating from Proverbs, right? Listen to your fathers and brothers in faith. Pay heed. Attend. Be vigilant. Do not be greedy. Do not seek honor. Do not seek power in the ways of the world. Because where does that go? down into the pits of hell. This hypocrisy of these cast of fools, it feeds their blindness. They can't see. It doesn't matter what happens. They are stuck. And the whole time we have our Lord, wisdom, if we move further into Proverbs, right? We have those who want to counsel, say, come shed blood with us. Then you have wisdom calling out in the streets. What has our Lord been doing his entire ministry? What is he going to do for us this entire Holy Week? He's crying out. It is the bridegroom moving towards his bridal chamber, calling us into that bridal chamber. It's almost like, you know, in the movies where there is that scene where maybe the despair hits or the abyss hits, there's like a close-up and then just black out behind the character, if you know what I'm talking about. Throughout this week, as we see our Lord, you'll have these characters come and go, and they all, they want to trip him up in his words. They want to maintain their power, their authority, their greed, all the things that they know deep down inside they need to divest themselves of, but they don't want to give it up. And our Lord's walk to his bridal chamber is one of loneliness, the abyss, the shale that those murderers want to envelop him in. That is the path that our Lord has begun. It is a path that he knew that he was to take. It's why he sheds tears like blood in the garden, because he knows that it is Sheol that he has to embrace. Because the path of wisdom is a path of rejection by the world. It doesn't look like wisdom to the world, but it is the path that is the cross, 
that is the shame of the cross, that is the path of actual obedience to God the Father. It is the path that our Lord walks by himself, even in the act of betrayal, right? He, he's called, he's, he's invested deeply in Judas. This is one of his beloved disciples, the one whom he ate with, the one whom he walked and talked with. This is the one who is to betray him. The loneliness is not just those without those who want to trip him up, it's also a loneliness of even those that seem close, because ultimately, in the depths of our own hearts, it is the path of loneliness towards God. It's not going to be through anybody else. It doesn't matter what is going on or what judgments we can make about our spouse, about those close to us, that give us some kind of way out, right? Like, I'm only upset, or I'm only, you know, all of the excuses that we give ourselves. It is the path of loneliness where we stand before God, and there's no one else that is accountable except us for what we have done. But the image of wisdom calling out in the streets is ultimately found in this icon of the bridegroom. The one who heeded the voice of the Father, the one who, in complete obedience, in a life of wisdom, of godly wisdom and righteousness, showed us the path that he'll never forsake us on, even though he tread that path in his loneliness. And while it may be us lonely in loneliness following him, we're right with him the entire way. The cross is the path for each and every one of us. Let us attend, heed the voice of wisdom, the bridegroom who wants to invite us into that bridal chamber, who wants to, as the picture of wisdom is the messianic kingdom that we see in the prophets, that is the fulfillment of the path of wisdom is ultimately the wedding feast. The bridal chamber, as we move towards it, let us put aside all of our idleness. Let us heed the wisdom of the teachings of Scripture of our Lord so that we do not become whitewashed tombs, so that we do not become fools, but are like the wise virgins with our lamps trimmed and bright with the virtues that adorn those who head to the bridal chamber. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.